there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. No matter what you're looking for in a non-alcoholic beer, there's only one name that has it all. Athletic Brewing Co. Full flavor? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Award-winning styles you can get online, at the bar, or the grocery store? It's athletic. In fact, when it comes to amazing non-alcoholic beer, there's no question. It's athletic. Ask for it and find out. Go to askforathletic.com to find your closest retailer today. Near beer. And Pasta Coglu is going to... But he's going to make everyone so happy. And that's the key. I want to be enveloped by his warmth. Yeah. (laughs) No, totally. Madison... um... He stinks of Kieran Dyer, doesn't he? In, in the Premier League, everyone is going to be end, up, end up owned by some sort of nation state. Do you think a, a ripple effect of of, um, of this, this Saudi Arabian league being set up and, and not so set up exists and these players going and play there would be that the Super League rears its head again? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Ripple Effect with me, James Lawrence Alcott. And the other podcast I do has a co-host. What's his name, Flav? Well, it's not. I'm not really a co-host. I would well, say I exist in your company. Yeah, I pass the ball to you, <laughs> you regularly. You write everything, and I just turn up. Uh, I can't even take that. I don't write it. I just read it. I read the comments. Uh, me and Flav have a podcast. You're probably fully aware of that because that's how you're finding this one. Um, but Flav's joining me in the Spotify studio. Look at us. Look how far Look you've come, Jim. Us. Look at you. Look at us. That? That's a coffee I haven't paid for. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's, uh, it's a Spotify mug with apple juice in it. Indeed. But I, do you know what? I was, I was told very kindly to say, can you just put that branded apple juice into a cup, please? Oh, is it the brand element of it? Oh, no, like... no. It's to keep the, the look in it. Oh, right. like, think, this yeah. looks like it, should, it lives here, right? It feels a bit, you know, succession. Look at you. Look at us, mate. We So, ripple effect of... Uh, me and Flav working together on Ball Street. It's transfer time. It's the summer. We need a format. What could that format be? What about, our boss said as he came in in his Scottish accent, he said, what about this? Totally interesting transfer stories. Otherwise known as Tits. Tits. <laughs> that was a great show. We yeah. moved, you can still find this on Ball Street. You can still find t- show, totally man. interesting t- transfer <laughs> stories on, oh. on Ball Street. Otherwise known as Tits. Yeah. Um, so that is, that, that's out there. But more importantly, here we are uh, now. The ripple effect of that is we, we keep hanging on, don't we? And now we are in Spotify Studios and life is great. And yeah. we're about to talk about transfers once more. Brilliant. I tits love, is back. I love transfers, sort of. This is, the, I mean, this is bread and butter for football creators, right? Oh, mate! Pre- it's YouTube, not this right. is bread. Transfers do so well, yeah. Because look, look, I'm not. I don't want to break this, and this might impact your Card, views. Cards on the table. Cards on the table. None of us know a single thing. <laughs> none, none of us know anything. We're just talking into the void and hoping some of you idiots watch it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. I think if you, as long as you say what it. What you think we've got actual information. You think the club, someone, we've got a mole in the club feeding us information and them going, I know what I'm going to do with this information. I'm going to go on YouTube and make some content. Yeah. Is that right, Jim? No, I mean, I've, and it's the same. The higher you go, the less they know. Less they know. Ornstein, um, uh, Fabrizio Romano. He's throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you lot spread the stuff that sticks. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah, he just he just lives by the here we go mantra, doesn't he? So who's given us that information? Sounds plausible. You, here we go. Do you know the thing with <laughs> See what happens. And he, seems to be buying it. He's a lovely guy, Fabrizio Romano. He is, right? he, he is a really lovely guy. Follow me he, on Instagram. He, Come on. Is he? Yeah, look at us. Listen, listen. He he basically all he has to do because he's become so big is find news from smaller outlets and then just share that because people are going to find it from him yeah. and go, wow, he knows his stuff. And he does know your stuff. And fair play to him to get into this position. I'm not bitter at all. No. I just think you the, the, the transfer content is kind of around the, the bottom of the barrel. Oh. I'm better than that, than it. Yeah. I, well, I think the thing is, it is we, pure we, speculation. We need to talk about it. Which we will, well, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Rest easy. We'll be diving into all of it. And actually, the word of the week this week, perfectly, is surplus. <laughs> like our opinions. Um, <laughs> uh, an amount that is... Was it last week? Two weeks ago with Remedy. It might even might have even been last week. They they all merged together, and it was really good because we kind of he knew a bit more than me about that. <laughs> I do know some stuff, <laughs> and, and don't worry, I got stuff written down as well. Um, but yeah, we were talking about Sally Raymond, like their influence moving forward, and the Chelsea element to it is is a new angle on it. So we'll we'll talk about it. Probably throw mud at them. Um, but surplus to requirements is a phrase that we often hear regarding transfer season. And actually, kind of in homage to tits, not not the breast, totally interesting transfer stories. Yeah. We we used to take the mick out of the sort of language and wording then. Yeah. And I said that to uh, Kai, our producer, uh, last week. I was like, oh, send him a voice note. We're going, when we're doing our word of the week, instead of it being sort of deep and meaningful, can we just go with mooted and gazumped? <laughs> gazumped. And gazumped will make an appearance in some podcast over the next so, few weeks. So what are some of the most sort of cliched transfer sort of words used? Well, I think the reason it came into my mind is because I'd started to see that, oh, the ripple effect doesn't seem to be out there that much, but domino effect. Domino effect. Tri- and trickle down. Trickle down seems harsh as well. Um, that seemed to be out there as well. But yeah, mooted, gazumped. War chest. War chest. Yeah, yeah war chest. War chest is, is my favourite. Everyone's favourite. <laughs> yeah, it's got not used. It's a hundred it used... million pound war chest. I've, yeah, uh, it's not I've... used anywhere else, is it? No. No. Well, uh, just in, in actual war, I guess. <laughs> Medieval yeah. war. But they're quite private about their war chest, aren't they? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, surplus requirements is a phrase we often hear regarding transfer season and two clubs who are likely to be attached to this phrase over the summer are Chelsea and Spurs with big changes for both clubs inbound after poor seasons. Both of them equidistant from where they aspire to be and new managers coming in. We may say huge ripples in the transfer window driven... We Sorry, may see huge ripples driv- um, in the transfer window driven by their owners who have a heavy hand in all decisions at the top level. This could mean changes for the whole league up and down the country, not just these two London clubs. So we're going to go through some sort of ingoings and outgoings 
And yes, did, did Kai write that? Kai wrote that one. That's bit. good. A little cheeky. I still own fifty quid. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Just, if you listen to this, Kai, I'll, we'll give you your money eventually. <laughs> okay. Um, which is yeah. Well, did he write an intro for you? Cost <laughs> fifty quid. Um, <laughs> I think he did some, some background research on something I had no idea about. Right. So yeah, we're going to go through some of the uh, possible ins and outs. Uh, so we've got some great options of where some of these uh, players could go. Because as you said, Flav. Now I so like I heard a couple of weeks ago, and it was sort of like a proper source. And I think I told you, told everyone, despite him telling me not to tell anyone. And it was that I'm going to say it. Yeah. Is that Declan Rice was, wants to go to Man United? Man United. Yes. Now, now, what, yeah. Whenever I see, I keep seeing stuff in the press, and I'm going, oh, "Hang on, I've been t- no, no, I've been told that this is correct." So yeah. what we're sort of going to do this year, this summer, is actually provide options to then explore, um, and we'll see the ripple effects of those. And we're also going to talk about Abramovich and the ripple effect of him that's kind of led to right now with the fact that he could have bought Tottenham, but ended up buying. Chelsea. The question, it shouldn't no longer be, oh, like, that didn't happen. What would have happened to Spurs? Is it better than all the trophies? We've got the moral high ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. everything. Yeah, Chelsea can keep all of those bloody trophies. Well, that, all those league titles. I will, okay, Champions we'll, we'll pick at that scab. Okay. Because I think, yeah, I'm intrigued to know, like, yeah, would you would you have swapped? Yeah. You, well, don't. All right. I'm teasing. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm teasing. But, yeah, yeah. You've done these before, haven't you? Let's, let me Let me tease. Anyway, right. Here's one. First up, Kai Havertz. How Kai Havertz to Arsenal saves Tottenham. Like, what? This is this is so. This is what we do now. All right. This, this is the idea structurally, guys. Just to get yourselves excited, we go top line and go. Oh, what's happening there? It's called a oh, hook, yeah. Flav. And then and then you reveal said hook, and it's generally not as exciting. But, <laughs> <laughs> but go on then. It's a good headline. You know, essentially that's the world that we live in now. So option one. So Kai Havertz linked up with Arsenal, which could lead to. Um, so this is two ways that they can save Tottenham as well. So Chelsea get at least fifty million more to spend this summer. Which, I mean, I guess they could go to other routes as well, which we'll talk about at some point. Arsenal then probably get rid of Florent Balogun, who scored 20-odd goals in France uh, last year. Um, then where could he go? Uh, easily good enough for a middling Premier League side. Maybe Brentford. So if he goes to Brentford, he could play, could play alongside Ivan Tony, But it could also lead to Ivan Tony being sold to... Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur, which would lead to you having a complete striker... And if Harry Kane stays, which we'll have to talk about as well, that's two cracking strikers that you've got. I'm glad you're saying two cracking strikers. Yeah. Said, I mean, because we, you know, I've I've been asked, I've been, I've been asked to to respond to your, you know, you on a, on another show that you was involved in. I can't remember exactly what it was. Some some of a bit of fa- right. uh, you know, ESPN. bit of success that you've had somewhere else. Um, yeah, about about the fact that you think it's time for Kane. To... I've been consistent with this. No, I you have. have. I've been incredibly yeah. consistent. Yeah, but, but what's irritating for me is that I'm getting attacked by my own fans because I know you. <laughs> right? You're, that's you're entitled unfair. to... Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, what do you want me to do? Like, right, can you have a word with your mate and get him to stop <laughs> talking about Kane leaving Spurs on ESPN? And I'm like, well, I can't, actually. I just... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's the world we live in, isn't it? It's like if you give... I need to roll in the odd negative take... Just to go, oh, hang on, does he really mean this positive take? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's why when I went Ange ball. Yes. And I like Ange. Yeah. And we can talk about Ange as well. Yeah. 
that's you know then life was a little bit you know then we were like see see oh all right you seem to have seen sense then (laughs) yeah you're not a complete tosser (laughs) yeah because you're saying good things about (laughs) my club and that's why that's why he knows ball yeah james can i ask is your opinion generally of fans of clubs changed since you've since people have started to listen to you because you've been attacked pretty much by every fan base apart from arsenal's so you've been attacked by Villa. Oh, actually, oh, well, I got done by Arsenal oh, yeah. the weekend, oh, good. actually. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this is the ripple effect of... Having an opinion. Having an opinion. <laughs> You're not allowed to say anything negative about anybody's team or club. Well, I think it's... it's uh, people aren't desensitised to me being negative or sensible. That's an important point. Yeah. Sensible or negative. Right. So if I'm sensible about their team and it's not even just the wrong side of positive... So I did a video about Arsenal and transfers that we could put forward for them. And people didn't think they were ambitious enough. Right. Because one of the players was from a championship club. Although they've just got into the Premier League. No. What, but and in, all, in their head, what, what are they that they want? They should be buying Jesus Christ. I mean, they've got Jesus, but they, they should be going like, they should be yeah. buying. The thing as well with that video is people go, this is a team for 2025. There's going to be several tangents, by the way, in this podcast. It's just how we work. But the video is about 2025. And so the team that it, for 2025 with lots of possible options that also is more, was more about depth than anything else. That's not going to look as good as it will in 2025. Yeah. Like Martinelli wasn't, Xhaka wasn't good a year ago. Yeah. Xhaka was rubbish a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And Partey was good three months ago. Well, Arte- <laughs> they wanted Arteta's head on a stick a year ago. Exactly. So you know, let let it breathe. Yeah, but, that, but so so one of the one of the the, the, the I'm, I'm sorry, we can get back to it. But one one of the few criticisms I, I saw of your Postacoglu, what he can do by 2025, right. was that hang on a bit. What, what about this season? What, well, he's not going to do anything this season. And and I, I think these people missed the fact that it was that was the point <laughs> in 2025. What does this? Look yeah, like? yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. We're going to go everywhere today. It's fine. Because it's summer, we're all a bit giddy. I know I'm taking a break soon. Not on this podcast. We'll be here every week, but that, that makes me excited. It's just nice. It's nice to see you in person. Um, <laughs> I tapped Flav there for those not watching on Spotify. The um, yeah, th- that is my big point with Tottenham. Is well done. How that was quick, wasn't it? How did you get it to Tottenham? God, yeah, have you done that? You spoke about Arsenal, and then you got it to Tottenham. The thing with Tottenham, next year is not important. I would agree with you, James, and this would be the reason why, and you're spot on. Yeah. We did a poll. Actually, someone else did a poll. We retweeted it, but we took all the answers. Sure. Right, and um, there were four options. What is the minimum you can expect from Postacoglu this season? One in ten said, we must win a trophy. Right, those guys, I know, I know, but I know, I know. <laughs> right, and I know what you want. I want that. Yeah, we yeah. all want that, but, but realistically, that is not the minimum. And if, if that's what the minimum you expect, that's such you're going to be crap. so unhappy. That, that's, that's, in a poll, that is inexcusably poor. Because ben, basically they're going, what sort of man am I? Or, or woman am I? What sort of man am I? You know, well, I want trophies. I'm a winner. Yeah, I'm so a... I'm going to click winner because that's the minimum we expect. <laughs> Shut up! No, no, but this you is an egg. But no, but this is what they, this is what this is what they're doing. Is that they're, they're thinking, well, I am. That's what I want, and I am a winner. Therefore, I demand this of Tottenham. But mm. football is chaos most of the time, and you can minimise that chaos by chucking as much money as you can to it. But for the vast majority of clubs, it's chaos, and you can't predict what might happen. Postecoglou has won everything at every level he's been at. And people, another, another, just on a side note, people are going, well, Pastor Cogley, what's he done? What he's done is achieve with a relative quality base. 
which but is contra- which this is-, is so interesting. I literally had the same thought on the train. So when people you say I was listening to, so I listen to articles now. Right, it's easier. Yeah, I just like to get it done. Yeah, and <laughs> the it was about the ten managers out of work right now, um, the ten best ones, and Conte was in there, and. In in the little article on him, he was saying, you know, he'd he'd had a sort of trophy laden career, where he'd won trophies at Juventus and at uh, Inter Milan, and I can't remember where else it was. And then, and he went and um, oh god, I can't remember the team now. Where, do you, can you remember his teams he managed? Is it Lecce or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, and, I think was it was. Lecce? Yeah, let's, let's say, say Lecce. it's Lecce. And he said, and, and Lecce, if you're counting Serie B. Of course you're counting oh, it. Like, oh, what can what you do? do you mean you're not counting it? All you can it? do is win the competition <laughs> yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have... You haven't got De Bruyne in your team. In, well, you had De Bruyne and all the... Like, Buffon and all these players. You, Your team is the equivalent, generally, in terms of quality, of whatever league it's in. So if you exceed expectations and win a trophy, it's still a bloody trophy. Also... If if you could, you're 100 percent correct, right? And 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 that's what I know why you're passionate about this because you still class QPR winning the championship as a title win. Yeah, championship title. Yeah, yeah it's not a title though. You won promotion, but we talked about this many many times. <laughs> Go and listen. That that, that's, that runs into the face. That's a Samazon. It runs into the face of your argument here. Go on. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the the, thing, the the difference between Postecoglou is that he's gone around the world, and at the level that he's able to work at, he has achieved. Yes. and that includes Scotland. Right, that was a step up, you'd say, from the Japanese league. Japanese league's probably a step up from Australian league. But whatever happens, he's achieved with what he has. Like, who's to say he comes to Tottenham and can't do the same at this level? Now, he's coming to Tottenham, so he absolutely will foul and probably will be out of a job within two years. But who's to say at this point? Yeah, but I also think the, the Celtic thing, he deserves more plaudits than... Brendan Rodgers does for his Celtic stick. He achieved more. He done better. Be- it's because it's about football. competition. B- better football as well. Yeah, but he also had. He was up against a Rangers side that had what was there. First of all, in the right league. Yeah. And secondly, competitive. Mm. Whereas Brendan Rodgers, you know, went invincible and all that stuff. But there, there was no one there. No. He literally just got count. Rangers there. So I would say probably for both of them, they're how they've done in Europe. And well, how they've done in Europe is, is probably the only thing you truly, truly, truly judge judge them on, as opposed to Japan. He's probably had, he's probably done had more competition in Japan. Yeah, but do you do you gauge do you gauge Australia's success in a World Cup in the same way that you gauge their success in winning the Asia Cup, which Postecoglou did with Australia? You can't. You, it doesn't matter how good a manager you are. If you throw Crew, uh, Crew Alexander, who may be top of the league, against Manchester City, or Australia versus Brazil in the World Cup or Argentina, it doesn't matter how good a manager you are. You're going to lose nine times out of ten because yeah. you don't have the tools. Saudi Arabia's reasons for buying Newcastle United are nothing to do with the betterment of the game or ensuring that the people of Newcastle are happy. It's, and I've said this before, but it's fundamentally about making sure that the public opinion of Saudi Arabia isn't what it was and, and now is something else attached to sports. That's boxing, F1, football, and now football, and now they're football league. But our brand might be damaged. The amount of people watching um, watching you know, Premier League football might be reduced. The amount of people watching our content might go down. But fundamentally, the health of the game will not diminish, in my opinion.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's always something deep rooted in you that wanted to talk about that. Well, the ripple effect to Foster Coughlin coming from Tottenham is that now there's beef between Celtic and Tottenham where there never was. Like, I'm getting grief. From Celtic fans, trying really going on, for the jug. On. This is the re- is this because of the thumbnail that you sent me though? Is oh, that the, video no, gone it's out? not out yet. Oh, right, out right, yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a question for you, James. <laughs> oh, don't judge on me, <laughs> James. I have a question for you. You don't have to answer it. If it's too big a topic, okay. you can leave it alone. If this is a hot potato, no, go on. Leave it alone, right? The ripple effect of Postacoglu is that this question is coming to you right now. Mm. Who are the bigger clubs, Celtic or Tottenham Hotspur? Oh, I nearly said straight. Oh, it's actually close when you actually take a second to think about it. it. Right, tell, what, tell me what Celtic have got that, that Tottenham don't. And there is a, there's a very clear answer what, here. Have, uh, Celtic got a bigger fan base, no, not better true. history. The fan base thing is, is a myth. It's not true. Well, you, you look at the amount of supporter clubs around the world. Ours, we were four times as many as them. Really? Yes. And, and that's not their fault. It's not Celtic fans' fault. And if you're watching this getting rattled, it's not your fault, right? Stop, hey, stop getting rattled. Hey. <laughs> the, hey. The, Tottenham, and this is the thing. Tottenham, Tottenham have benefited just be, from being in the Premier League, which has nothing to do with Tottenham. But if you, if you look at footballing achievements, you would say Celtic have achieved more. Probably, like the, unfortunately, the Scottish League doesn't count because only two teams can win it. Only two teams can win it, then it doesn't count. As You can't compare. What would Celtic do in the Premier League? Not as well as Tottenham, probably. Right, but they do have the European Cup, 1967. Yeah. Lisbon Lions, right? They do have that, which was something that I'll never see, probably, as a Spurs fan. So by that by that token, you could say Celtic are a bigger club than Tottenham Hotspur. And, you, you, you know, that's a fair argument to make. But by the same argument, you also have to say that Aston Villa are bigger than Rangers. Because they've won it twice and Rangers have not won the Champions right. League. Not so, Forest as well. Yeah, so Forest. So what we're saying I is Celtic are bigger than Tottenham, but Villa and Forest are bigger than Rangers. They have to accept uh, uh, that. You're trading. I'm, not, I'm just telling you what I've been told. Okay. This is my opinion. That's good. That's, a, that's, a, that's really clever. Is that the new thing? <laughs> you know where people go, because like the, the, you know the bigger thing, like you might have seen my eyes glaze over um, when you ask me about that. When you have these sort of like those sort of debates... Is that that could be a really good new thing? We go okay, you can have it, but you have to have you have to fa- you uh, the fact that Nottingham Forest are bigger than things. Though Celtic will go okay, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, this works so, out for I mean, Celtic. So this has worked out really well for Celtic. Yeah, so yeah. what I'm actually doing, making enemies of Rangers and Celtic fans currently. I was uh, I read this article that was really interesting about it was on the Athletic and it was about how clubs make money, and because in terms of that idea. Tottenham and Celtic, I would imagine. So, there's uh, you have an inner what's it called an inner engine and an external engine in terms of like um, monetary growth. So, say like Liverpool, it, and like that's like money coming in, player sales, um, you know, merchandise stuff. That's your sort of inner uh, engine in terms of becoming bigger. Let's say. And then external 
kind of growth comes from probably spending a bit of money to create infrastructure to build your club. And Tottenham are an example of that external engine. Yeah. Where you've gone and you've got... Because basically, if you asked me this question, was it seven years ago when you haven't got the stadium, I'm looking at it differently. Of course. But the stadium and the money you've got and all those elements of it, and this is why I get. This is why the the big thing is just. Uh, I just think it doesn't woeful. really exist anymore, does <laughs> yeah. it? It's yeah, not, because yeah. like I mean, look, we've gone all over the place here, but and we'll get to some some transfers. Don't worry. But let's talk about part of the the, the Chelsea thing because we for for so long you've been going. I don't get what they're doing in terms of spending this money. And, and like, what, what was the, what was the response every time someone said it? Oh no, they're truncating the. No, don't worry. What was it called? What was it called? There's amortization. A, there was amortization. <laughs> like there was flav, flav, there, flav. There were football fans <laughs> walking around Chelsea High Road and Fulham talking about the amortization <laughs> of yeah. football transfers. No one even ever used that word in relation. Don't worry about it. They're paying for it over eight years. They're still committing. Unsold money. This, they, this has to come home to roost at some stage. Well, but this, it's so... And people like, they go, oh, QPR fans salty about Chelsea. They, they're cleansing themselves with more money. They're washing themselves with more money. Well, they're not washing themselves. They, but they, they're, they're, getting, they're, they're a part of a washing process. <laughs> yes. So it seems quite clear that Chelsea are selling all their surplus players... To Saudi Arabia, or certainly giving it a real good go. Bamiang, Kante's already gone pretty much. Koulibaly, Ziyech, all linked with the Mendy, I think, as well. Like, so I remember having this big debate because it can just people that care about it can get really wound up about it, and I used to quite enjoy doing it on like the train on nights out with lads. And it was right when Chelsea had just sort of started to get the sort of money and all that stuff. And so you'd go to like an Arsenal fan and go, Chelsea is huge, aren't they? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, no, want, to, I don't <laughs> want to say it. I'm a QPR fan. I don't want to say it. But they are huge. And they're like, well, they're not as big as Arsenal. So like, yeah, but they've got more money. And you go, yeah, but no, nah, but we've done this and that and this and that. But they've got more. If they have money, they've got more money. They buy better players. They become supposedly bigger. And what's this new ripple effect of... Saudi Arabia that I don't think we were looking at was the fact that it feels like allegedly Chelsea, Todd Bowley, Clear Lake knew exactly what they were doing in terms of spending all that money or have they just got outrageously lucky knowing that they were going to be able to sell off these guys if it didn't work out because it's some of the older boys. I mean, it's frustrating from an outside perspective looking at Chelsea and and and, and thinking, right, well, they've got a problem to solve here, and and it's being solved by a sports washing process in Saudi Arabia. You know, but what Saudi Arabia's reasons for buying Newcastle United are nothing to do with the betterment of the game or ensuring that the people of Newcastle are happy. It's and I've said this before, but it's fundamentally about making sure the public opinion of Saudi Arabia isn't what it was and. And now is something else attached to sport. That's a boxing, F1, football, and now football, and now their football league, where they're buying these massive stars who are, um, you know, going there for a payday. And it's their right, if, they're, if they feel able to do that, to, 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 go, to go and make their money there. And, and that's not an issue so much as it is for some, some other fa- uh, uh, players. Some players won't want to go. Lukaku, for example, has, has said that he's not sure he wants to go. Um, 
Yeah, so I, it's, um, it's it leaves a bitter taste. I don't want to hear any Chelsea fan, if they're okay with this, you know, selling off these players they don't need in order to balance their books, talking about anything to do with Roman Abramovich. They can't, because a lot of Chelsea fans going, oh, wow, we didn't really know, and oh, God, it was quite bad in the end. Um, we're still grateful for all the Champions Leagues we got, and we're not giving them back. You're not going, well, look, look, let me just say, I don't condone it. But we're definitely keeping all the trophies, right? Yeah, all twenty-three. Or the one, and we're definitely keeping the one point six billion we owe Abramovich. That, yeah. We don't want to talk about that. So I don't want him to go. Oh, it's good business, isn't it? It's good business getting rid of Conte <laughs> if <laughs> to, to Saudi Arabia. It's the same thing. But it's what's interesting here is the Abramovich thing is now on a smaller scale now, isn't it? Abramovich looks tiny, like what he did, but it, it kind of. It gets like gazumped by the next thing. And you would imagine, I feel like in five years' time, aliens are going to come down and they've got more money than, than, like, than these nation states. Yeah, and, that will and, be And it. it's just going to go, well, no, look, we just want to be, we just, you know, we just want to win trophies. We want to be a successful club. So we're going to Zyborg. <laughs> but like, it, that's how it like, seems to have occurred. Miles away, miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got miles away at 3 p.m. Yeah, game, the 39th game. We can't, the, the, guys, the players are playing too much already. Yeah, but they're giving, they're being given 12 million Bygogzorgs. Yeah. Yeah, the 39th game is being played on Mars. And the players going, well, we've got to do it. Travel's a bit of an issue, a bit of a ball lake. But, uh. yeah, but, but, but when, you, when it gets broken down, the sort of money side of it, it's amazing how it's sort of, you're kind of like taking like little bits out of the dam. So like, so like one player goes, ah, it's just one player going. But this is how it's different. It feels like it's different to China uh, and to MLS. Because MLS have done that messy deal, but they're kind of giving him, you know, they're going big with Apple and streaming and they're going to give him some of that money and they're going to give him a franchise and they're going to give him all that stuff. Like There's a model around a, it. Yeah. There's but, structure and a model around that deal. Yes. Different uh, from Saudi Arabia. Exactly. But you can't, you can't do that for Ruben Neves. So with the Saudi Arabia thing, what I would like to know is when people sort of go, they've got never ending pocket, you know. They can't spend all the money they have. Is that literally the case? Because if that is literally the case, then... It's in football in terms. One by one by one by one. What's interesting here from Chelsea's point of view is that they've gone, oh, result. You know, get rid of Bamiyang we shouldn't have bought and Koulibaly we shouldn't have bought and they're all a bit older and we don't really want them anyway and they actually are at a point where they just want the cash anyway. So they're going to go to Saudi Arabia, which benefits them, cleanses us of of, of the predicament that we found ourselves in. But fast forward 18 months... It won't be seen as a big deal anymore. No. So that desensitizing. Yeah. So like we were talking about, you know, fans going after me because I generally, dare I say it, attempt to be fair. Yeah. That's not if wrong I, with that. But <laughs> if I lean, if I lean in a direction that doesn't suit, like that. The, yeah, they're not. Sen- they're sort of sensitive to that, right? Yeah. What are you doing? But with this sort of, with the money element of it when things like that are happening and then they happen like one guy goes and another one goes and another one goes and another one goes, what's going to, the ripple effect of that will be that Newcastle who have actually been kind of weirdly sort of the good guys up until now. You mean, sorry. What, in terms of how they've behaved. Compared to Chelsea and Manchester. Do you not, yeah, yeah but these, they're, they're playing within some rules that they have to. Yes. Do you, do you think they could? They would, they would be, get, they would be moving head enough to bring in these massive players because their goal, their goal, their goal, 
is only is only to change the perception of of Saudi Arabia and and move it towards a sporting environment rather than one that has huge human rights issues. Yeah, no, and I, I get all of that. I I also they're not think... the good guys. No, I'm not... they're, they're the best of a bad bunch. If no, you like. I, but that's it. But and what... we're all going there, by the way. Everyone's going to end up owned in in the Premier League. Everyone is going to be end up end up owned by some sort of nation state or some sort of well. It's, so that's it. Because idea in terms of that, like the cleansing of bad transfers, that will become just another part of it. Yeah. I actually thought about football manager because I was thinking, oh, they're probably quite far along with the game now, yeah. and now this Saturday Raven things like come in and and that, and, that would be a massive part of it. Changed everything, but also, will, will what will happen to say La Liga because La Liga are like hanging in there with those sort of tough rules and that advanced uh, um, budget for these clubs to pl- um, to be able to spend. Mm. And Tebas is sort of sticking to his guns. Now, to be fair, all of those deals are generally agreed upon. And within those confines, Real Madrid has still been able to spend uh, £100 million. But it's Barcelona in particular who obviously been sort of hurt by that. Will that long-term aim of re- retaining a sustainable league... Would you think that will you know, the fruits of that will will be good, um, or do you think do you think La Liga will completely fall away at some point, and the panic of Real Madrid and Barcelona will kind of will lead us all to just watching football in Saudi Arabia? I, I mean, there there will be people, there will be people that know so much more about this than me, so I'll just give you my initial thoughts in that that guy will probably end up losing his job or be voted out or, and they'll just bring in someone who's much more compliant and forward-thinking in terms of how much money the league can generate. But I agree with you that the league is, as it stands, a, a good example of the way football finances should be managed inside um, uh, in, in, in a, as a domestic league. And I think these new regulations in the Premier League will help, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, revenue to, to wage spend. Um, I think that will help us, but it, it doesn't prevent Saudi Arabia coming and picking up average players or overpriced money. Can I just ask you, just the Neves deal isn't overpriced. For, is he, how old is he? 26. He's 26. They paid 47 million for him. He's got a year left on his contract, so there's that. But that's not outrageous money for Neves, I don't think. No, I saw 55 million now. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think it's what's interesting here is, and I think we've seen this in other realms of sport as well. Say, like, YouTube boxing. Yep. Like as long as the key their characters that you're interested in, the quality's not not yeah. that important. Yeah. And what I mean cheat like is Ruben Neves the general exception? Like I saw something about Bernardo Silva being linked with Saudi Arabia. That would be a shame. In the so yeah, in the article it's suggesting like oh um, you know, he wouldn't look at that. Yeah, I and read I was that. Thinking, yeah. I think we'd all have a look. I'll at definitely it. look at it. I'm like, what? You, wait, hold on, sorry, my 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 kids' kids are going to be set up for life if but I it, if I do this. So, but the thing is, is it will look like small money makes everything look bigger. Yeah, was the point I was kind of making earlier. And so, people, although YouTube boxing the level's not there, it if it's big enough, people care. Well, the general amount, the amount of money that those shows generate is insane. And the boxers are getting paid better than pro boxers, which I don't have an issue with because they're bringing their audience. The audience is where the money is, right? Mm. So if some YouTuber brings over 2 million of his subscribers to watch some boxing show, then he should be paid accordingly because that's where money is. It's about audience. Um, 
and, and the same will be for more people will be watching these leagues that they wouldn't otherwise be watched because you know <clears throat> I saw a kid with a Ronaldo shirt on just just in the park out the back of this building with uh, is it Nassari he uh, plays for mm. yeah oh Nassar yeah yeah like uh, with a Nassar shirt oh right like yeah, he's, he's well, walking, around, walking around London with that. It didn't matter. He didn't, the, the, I'm sure the kid had never even heard of. So, because so, that's what I thought when I saw this sort of this that Chelsea loophole that they're you know exp- exploring. If and if they're you know they could say, oh, th- this is only any discussions with PIF and, and the club are solely around these transfer uh, dealings and nothing else. Yeah, it's like come yeah, on, bollocks. right? So I de- it then made me ask myself the question of like, okay, what is the scariest thing that that sort of you know breaks football that could happen because that could happen that is like that's the world we're living in in every single element of life so if they've got never ending money does literally every premier league player just go over to saudi no, arabia would no, it get to that level no because why not because but what i would say is because there's only so much money a, a player needs and someone like Lukaku or Kane might think I actually don't need to move my family over to Saudi Arabia. Like so, I, Saudi, you couldn't like. I don't want to s- look. Some people we can cut this out. Can you? Yeah. Why? Why would Harry Kane want to move to Saudi Arabia? Move his kids to Saudi Arabia and his wife to Saudi Arabia? Why would any of these footballers who are earning really good money? So Rimmedy Rimmedy spoke about that, and he said. It's a very private place. Like, there's a lot of space to, to, you know, buy and have what you want. There's Do what you want. Do what you want, yep. And there's also great weather. There's also uh, a lot of money to be earned. Culturally, it's so different. But also, it's very... It's, uh, it's also... Um, there's not much crime. Okay, let me, let me pose a question back to you, James. All right, say that there are 80% of these footballers that are willing to quadruple their wages and play a couple of seasons in Saudi Arabia, that the Saudi Arabian League becomes sufficient, uh, a sufficient level that it becomes a player in the global football sphere. That's what they're aiming for. They want people on Sky Sports to be reporting about this, 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 this league. Right. Which is fine <clears throat> yeah. if you remove all the political aspects to it. So what? So what? The quality in the Premier League isn't as good. So the, 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 these star players are all playing in 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 in, in Saudi Arabia. Who cares? St- the Premier League will still be watched across the globe. What we we will see fresh young players, much more much more opportunity for for young domestic players and young players in Europe to get football at clubs and, and be developed at clubs like um, Manchester City and Tottenham and wherever, wherever else it might be. And then they get picked up later on by Saudi Arabia. Who cares? Well, I think. Well, I think those clubs, those clubs care, but I also but as think, fans we don't, right? I well, as match going fans we don't. I could care less. But in terms of like the that because what one must be where hubris. But like, what could be interesting with this is that like, I mean, you just wonder if this is the most unbelievable power play where the state, you know, state ownership they've gone there to then be able to basically go and flock football, lasso football, and take it over to Saudi Arabia. Trying, yeah. And because if the eyeballs are there, because even say... They, they won't be, though, because but, the standard of football and the level of football and the look get, and the brand a tipping point, won't be what they're used there, to. I think there's a tipping Didn't point. Didn't work in China. No one watched Chinese League. But you're saying to me that there is a never-ending amount of money. There is. So 
if you it, the thing is as well, right? The amount of money you got to pay these people to go there gets less and less and less the more people that go. Remember, there was when we worked at Bull Street, there was we had this um, video, and it was about this uh, how something goes viral, and it was one guy is at a festival and he goes over and he's dancing on his own. Remember yeah, this? Yeah, I do. He's dancing on his own and everyone's looking at him going, what is he doing? What is he up to? And then one, just one person more goes, ah, it looks like fun over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over there and I'm going to go dance with him. Mm. So now there's two people dancing there and well, his mate was sat there with him and he's the only one sat there now and he's on his own. So he's, I'll, I'll go on then, I'll come dance with you. Now you've got three people having a good time. Yeah. And then very quickly, four, five, six, and in this video, basically everyone is just dancing with this guy. So, don't be I afraid don't... to be the first guy. Don't be, don't be afraid what... to be Conte. <laughs> exactly. But also, that's what I said. There is a tipping point. I think there is a tipping point because if you get to thirty percent of footballers are there, when you so if you think of your contracts, right? You 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 have your first good contract when you're twenty one to twenty one to twenty five. Then you have your you have a big one twenty five to twenty eight, and then twenty eight, one last big one before you move on, like and then sorry one more after that sometimes depending if you play. There's no reason why you can't do your first two, and European football becomes say the Bundesliga, where you kind of oh you go there for your development and then you head off Dortmund. to the big league. Yeah, there's no reason why that doesn't happen. So what? Who cares? That's fine. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind that clearing. We, we a need bit less, less money in, in our game. What would be hilarious, though, and we we speak about it a lot on our podcast, James and Fafin. Now, if you want to go check it out, is we often talk about the global game and fans and and belonging and all that stuff. What could be so kind of ironic is that it, in twenty five years' time, it could get to the point where where we used to be the authentic guys because we go there and we were raised there and blah, blah, blah. It's not even here anymore. It's over there. It's over there. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Look, look, fundamentally, the fo- the, our brand might be damaged. The amount of people watching, um, watching, you know, Premier League football might be reduced. The amount of people watching our content might go down. But fundamentally, the health of the game will not diminish, in my opinion. I think p- people will still be keen, but the, the overall a- aspiration could be could become very different. And I think don't don't think small with this. Like this could this could get quicker and like escalate quicker and quicker and quicker. I think that you're you. I think you're you're not giving fans enough credit. And and, and the reason why I say this is I think I think the people that have chosen to follow Arsenal or Tottenham or Liverpool, or wherever it might be, across across the pond and in other areas of the world. I think they feel, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, James, I think they feel that this is their club. I think they feel they're emotionally connected. And the idea of just going to watch a couple of players, there are fans of, you know, we might lose the fans of Ronaldo or Messi. We might lose them, who don't will follow him from club to club and don't mm. care who he plays for. Who gives a shit about them? Who cares? I mate, I don't care. All I'm saying is, don't think it can't happen. And, and also, why is the happen. Premier League the best league in the world? It's been branded accordingly. because it's been branded brilliantly, and it's been fantastically competitive. Yeah, often without the best players in the world as well. Messi and Ronaldo have spent the True. majority of their, their their time in the in La Liga. But do you think that? 
see, they, say La Liga and Bundesliga and sort of the Serie A, the eyeballs that are on that, have they, have they diminished because the Premier League's better or because we just marketed it, marketed it correctly? Because say La Liga now, that the, what Tebas is doing is some people, some owners like it because they're going, instead of wealth being the main factor in the success of a club, it's actually a lot of other elements. And that gives uh, um, the opportunity to smarter um, owners to be successful, but only on a domestic level, because you've still got three or four of those guys who've got the most money. Yeah. And again... Often people are now in such a global game, they're not focused on the domestic. They're focused on winning the Champions League and being the like biggest club in the world. Okay. And so will people look at it with different eyes? Yeah, maybe. maybe. There's a good example about how this has happened in cricket as well, with the IPL. Huge amounts of money. All the best players go, have gone over to India to play in the IPL. Um, every, everyone. Anyone who wants to make money is in that league. Uh, and, and obviously domestically... You know, you, with our county cricket, is it powers in insignificance? It is that effectively is the Premier League of world uh, mm. of world cricket. So it, it can happen, but they, you know, they they've done it. And by the way, <laughs> I am absolutely not comparing the IPL to a Saudi Arabian football league. Right? I'm not. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying in terms of the impact that it could have on the league, domestic league yeah. in Britain. But also, it's about eyeballs. So the the difference there, to a point, to a point, is. Uh, Cricket fans, in terms of the total cricket fans, they are there's a lot more Indian cricket fans than other countries around the world, yeah. and so that helps with that league. But also the money as well yeah. is why everyone, the players, want to go there. And if the players want to go there, then everyone else will start turning and, and looking. Yeah. So again, one pair of eyeballs is one pair of eyeballs. I always say that. And so in the Middle East or wherever, as long as people can see it, a fan in in Dubai and a fan in like right you know in Shepherd's Bush they're both as important to QPR a lot of the time do you think a, a ripple effect of of um of this this Saudi Arabian league being set up and and not set up exists and these players going and play there would be that the super league rears its head again they need to find a way of combating this and generating money for for European football i as i say i don't I, i'm not normally this kind of guy but i think it can be as big and as bizarre as you want and the domestic leagues can become less and less important and that would be a shame totally that would be a shame. totally but I, I i can't not see it it just seems kind of obvious that at some point you go to real madrid come play over here create real madrid over here and, and because we've got some of these other guys i guess the thing is that if at the moment premier league's in a uh, sort of uh, such a prestigious position where it's able to go we, well, we can have integrity because we're the top guys. Very easy to have integrity when you're the top guys. <laughs> like so, but if Saudi Arabia then started to take over, and Real Madrid went, and Barcelona went, and AC Milan went, and Benfica went, you're telling me that one, although like the match-going fans would go, Man City don't go, Liverpool don't go, Tottenham don't go, the wider world. We'll go with them. Would, would go, but it's over there. So if it Tottenham, can be if, as ugly as you want it to be. If Tottenham went into that league, that that I can people would go with them, and that's yeah, a yeah because that's the, that is the thing now. Or if they created, we're a, not if, the important fans anymore. We're the minority. 
The fans that go to the game are the minority. Yeah, they don't mean, they mean a lot less than they used to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so what, aren't you glad that you're just you're just out of all of this nonsense? Like I, sometimes I look at your. What do you mean? I'm, I'm in it. No, I know but you choose I to hear be. What in you're it. saying you choose to be. It. I am in it. I have to be in it, right? You choose to be in it. Really, you know, as a QPR fan, you just like just get on with your football, can't you? Unfortunately, I like the game, but like, yeah, if I didn't like the sport, I think it's time to turn on the sport, James. I mean, um, yeah, it's getting harder. Getting there. I'll be honest. But anyway, what do we do then? Uh, what do we do then? Cricket in it. Oh, fuck, I love cricket. It's great. It's isn't great. It? Isn't it good? Yeah. Uh, right, guys, um, that's that's your intro done. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a break. Um, we probably had a break earlier, um, but we didn't get to that because we're, we're just catching up, aren't we, and talking about the world ending when it comes to football in this country. Um, but we'll be back, and we, I promise we'll talk about transfers. <laughs> I don't think Arsenal ditch Rice for Casado. If you haven't won, you're picking Declan Rice. Harry Kane stays. This means that Spurs miss out on players like Ramos and Vlahovic this summer. Martinez, maybe, uh, but what it could mean is that they're able to go for strikers who won't be sold in this window next year. So, for example, you could go and get Evan Ferguson, yep. Ivan Tony, as we were talking about. Yep. So keeping Harry Kane could actually lead to Spurs getting a better replacement in the long run, despite losing him for free. Or... Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit, or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. Remember Kai Havertz? <laughs> Kai Havertz to Arsenal is insane. It is insane. If Chelsea, I know Chelsea have got financial issues and they need to sort of balance the books. Kai Havertz isn't a player you sell, certainly not to, to Arsenal. I find this is the thing I don't find so weird about Chelsea. So say that like they'll they'll get away with it and sell all those players to Saudi Arabia, right? They're still are they still sort of going, well, yeah, but don't worry, we've got Enzo Fernandez and Mudrick. Yeah. And, and look, they've got some. They've got a uh, lad called I want to say it's not Casado, it's Casidas or something like that, who's like the best player at the Brazil at the Under Twenty World Cup for Brazil. So they have got some exciting players coming through. Yeah, that means nothing in the Premier League. But it could yet. get worse before it gets better for sure. But the fact that they're selling consistent performance, like yeah. Mount Kovacic, Kante, uh, Kovacic, Havertz. Mount, and Havertz make zero sense. In, in and, and I don't know what, how much Pochettino is involved in this, and I don't know what he's planning. I know his methods typically. Or of finding a young, hungry squad, yeah. removing the egos so he can just operate. <laughs> I can't imagine Mason Manant being so the... Pick the wrong club then. Isn't well, it? Yeah, yeah, you won't get time there, mate. Um, yeah. and, and do you know what? I really hope he doesn't. I hope he fails massively. 
Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hope, hope this absolutely falls on his face, and he's and, and, and he has a horrible time there. Okay, right. let, let me read out these ripple effects. Go on. So we've done that one. So you could get Ivan Tony. Option two for Kai Havertz, and I kind of get. I get why they'd want Kai Havertz. Is he worth seventy million this summer? It's a it's a slight gamble. Thirteen was it? How many goals did he score? Thirteen one. one I, don't think it was, I think it was seven. I think it was great. But but there's sort of a they were all rubbish. So yeah, they're, that's so, true. so they're all not rubbish. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Does Kai Havertz? If seventy million pounds, does he improve that front line enough to win the league? No, not to win the league. It's a good point. So what are they doing? Yeah, think about it, Mikhail. Option two, Bayern Munich are also rumoured to be admirers. Admirers, yeah. that's one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they admirers. Keep, what was it? Um, keeping track. <laughs> yeah, keeping tabs. Yeah, keeping uh, tabs on that, on the issue developing. Admirers of Havertz, which makes sense from uh, the uh, Tuchel perspective, of course, he's there. If Havertz goes to Bayern Munich, they may not go for Kolo Muani. Instead, he could go to PSG. If PSG get him, they may be more open to selling Mbappe this summer to okay. bring in some funds for Kolo Muani. And uh, Real Madrid then, Real Madrid then get Mbappe, which means Kane stays. Days. Yay! Well, Kane, Kane, yes, okay, all right. Well, Do you know what I love about Mbappe going? When <laughs> he said, "I'm not going to sign next year." Yeah. But then puts out a statement going, "Oh, sorry, I'm not going to sign at the end of next year." We go, no, I'm happy to stay next year. Yeah, we know everyone knows that you can't do that. Yeah, it's so good though. It's so well, clever. It, it, oh, he, no, I commit my future to next year, just not the year after that. He's going to go after that. He's fast. Like that. He's fast becoming the most irritating football on the planet, isn't he? Yeah, I'm. I'm. It, I'm finding f- it harder to like him for sure. And I would imagine surely what's a, probably a good game is surely the Saudis have gone. <laughs> Yeah. How much? What, what is it that drives Mbappe now? It's purely, con- I think it's control and power. He wants to be the guy at the club. Didn't, didn't they offer him some sort of advisory role in terms of transfers and yeah. the coaches? That is, a, like, sell him. Just get him out. You've got enough, PSG have enough money to do whatever they want. Why they're bending over for him is, is beyond me. Like, you're, you're looking ridiculous. Yeah, this, this one will rumble on. <laughs> Conor Gallagher is the biggest transfer catalyst in the league this summer. Gallagher could go to Everton. That's, uh, that, that's, 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 that's produced. That's brother Kai. Yeah, we call him brother Kai now. Producer Kai, really Kai, that is pushing nonsense. the Everton. That is nonsense. Kai. They've got the cash, mate. They haven't got the cash. Um, but to bring in Gallagher, Everton have to sell Onana, who is rumoured to leave. Chelsea are also reportedly interested in Onana. Now I like Onana. I like him. But Onana to Chelsea just feels like an absolute disaster to me. I don't know why. I just well, see him like there's a track record of absolute. Do you, know, do you know what it might be? Because sort of in terms of like a, a tall midfielder, um, Bakayoko's leaving after six years, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Is he? I didn't yeah. know he was still there. Apparently, he's going to get a statue. He's played. Some <laughs> gr- he's played with some massive clubs with such a limited amount of talent. Do you mean like he goes home for that last time, sits in his kitchen, and goes? It's not worked, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he sits in his mansion, his kitchen that's about four times the size yeah, of my his, house. His third kitchen. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Like after his first season at, at Monaco, when he was on fire and they had that Champions League run, he was like, "I don't know what's happened. Why am I so good?" He goes up to his missus, going, "Did you, did you see how I play today? I've never played like that in my life. It's amazing. I am incredible. It's amazing how bad it can go, isn't it? Poor lad. No, you need They're everything. Like player, Footballers need everything. They need everything." In order to be successful. And mm. the very best footballers don't need everything. And that's what separates them. So Chelsea could get Anana, which means that they don't go for Caicedo. This means that Caicedo becomes available once again. Arsenal could reignite their interest in him and ditch Declan Rice last minute, who 
is going to Man United anyway. <laughs> Declan Rice then goes to Man City or Man United. But say he goes to Man City, because of this, they then get rid of Calvin Phillips potentially and send him to West Ham on yeah, loan. That's what makes the most sense to me. I like that. That, that. that is a ripple effect that could play out. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Arsenal ditch Rice for Casado. If you haven't won, you're picking Declan Rice. They're going to cost a comparable amount of money. Maybe Casado would be a bit cheaper from Brighton than Rice will be from West Ham. If you're an yeah. Arsenal fan, you're thinking Rice 100%. The geezer is elite. He definitely elevates them. Could be the player that you know potentially delivers a title for them. It's scary the fact that they're going to get him. But the Calvin Phillips to West Ham is the key. And perhaps, you know, that that should be looked at because West Ham need a replacement. Calvin Phillips is an excellent footballer. In another situation, they're not going to be able to get a player like him. Yeah. So Man City are going to go, right, go on then. <laughs> yeah. You just go. I he, think as well, like, sometimes... And there's, and there's room for Man- Rice to fit into that Manchester City team. He goes into anyone, but he could get into that team. If you're Rice and you're going, well, Guardiola or Weird Arteta... League, Champions League. <laughs> do, I, do I exist under that weirdo or do I work under Pep Guardiola? There's no choice. At West Ham... And, and, hey, feel free to go to weird... Go with the weird lad. Feel free, Declan, to go with the weird guy. Yeah. But he is weird. Do you, do you want to... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you're looking at it, right? You're thinking, like, what have Arsenal got to send West Ham? What, what, what do Arsenal have in their midfield that solves West Ham's problem? They don't have a Calvin Phillips. What, Zaka? Do you want to go over there? And, yeah. What not, what, not him. Him. Yeah. I ju- Man City are frightening, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Declan Rice. Go yeah. get Declan Rice. Yeah. Pick what, him up. Yeah, what do you want? We, we just want to treble. Right? Let's have the best midfielder in, what I would say, in the league. There is, th- that is a strategy that clubs should do more and more, and <laughs> Arsenal have done really well, is go and getting the surplus players at the massive clubs. Zinchenko. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so someone like Calvin Phillips, who I think sometimes extraordinary people have normal conversations. And I think Pep Guardiola at some point has sat down and gone, why why do we buy Calvin Phillips? (laughs) Need him. I mean, I guess it's like, again, you know, if he got injured, then they might have needed him at the start of the season. How many games did he play? Like, he's a flop of the season. He played four, like, was it? Yeah, but it's weird though. He sort of went there and you kind of went, he's not going to start. There's no way he's going to start. They, they, but there's a great player there. No, no, excellent, excellent player. It happened at Chelsea a lot. They bought players like Sidwell. Do you remember that? Sidwell bought Sidwell yeah. from, from Reading. Yeah. And they, he just didn't play. He just sort of bounced well, around. They, you know, probably a better example in terms of Calvin Phillips is Scott Parker. They bought Scott Parker, who's good. Yeah. Like, and went on to be great at yeah. Tottenham yeah, and Player of the Year, didn't he? And things like that. And, mate, yeah, he's Calvin Phillips and new Scott Parker. Goes to West Ham, becomes a legend. Great, great signing if they can get him. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why West Ham will be pushing Rice towards Manchester, Man City as well. Because what, how much, you, even if it's a loan of an option to buy, they've got hundred million pounds to spend in this transfer window on strengthening the team elsewhere. Yeah. As a man, as a West Ham fan, though, you're going, jeez, oh, we've finally got hundred, hundred and fifty million pounds to spend. Is David Moyes, the guy we're going to trust with that. I know he's just, and they can't not. He's won a European trophy. They cannot sack him now. He is Teflon. Can they not? Because so, that's so Gary O'Neill. Got sacked, and weirdly, I think the response. I, I started to listen to Talksport, and I was like, "I don't care. I don't care about this. What your take is on this? Because I know what it is already." Yeah. Um, on Gary Neal saying it's a dis, you know, disgrace, blah blah blah. But like that, Iriola, who someone's had a little swipe at you on Twitter saying you don't know about this man. But he's as the new Bournemouth manager, he's kind of come in, and he's like, "Well, he's more experienced, has a clear way of playing." 
is just as is going to be just as hungry to come in the Premier League and do well. Whereas Gary Neal, I think they they must have gone. Like we, you got an, there was an element of luck here. They, they, Gary Neal would have took them down this year. I, I, I was certain of it. I was certain. This is why, and this I'm annoyed, right? Because this is a little bit. But is that of, going to become a thing that's more regular? Like, say, David Moyes, who's done absolutely nothing wrong, but they just go, "No, there's a. We think we've got a Graham Potter over here who's a better fit." Do you yeah. Anyone be brave? Do you think anyone else would be brave enough to do that? I, I, I think you have to be. If you, only sometimes you've got to make the right decision, even if it's unpopular. You have to. You have to. This the, the fact that that Brentford have got this manager is a bit of a coup for them. You know, the, this. Bournemouth. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bournemouth. All these small clubs, I can't be asked to get their names right. But the, <laughs> the but the fact that they've, they've managed to get 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 that get that manager in, yeah. the fact that he was touted, he was offered jobs in 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 Spain, uh, in France, Leeds, wasn't it? it was Italy. He was linked with Leeds. They desperately wanted him, but he had the the minerals to say, "No, I've got contracts. He's up at the end of the season." I think he did have the minerals. I think he had a clause in his contract that you can't leave mid-season. Was it? Yeah, no, which I, I, which I think ha- is a very clever clause that people need to put in. It helps my agenda if I said no. You made the no, decision. I hear that. Yeah, but I would like to see. I'd like to see that as a clause come in, where people go both ways. Potter goes, "Look, I've, had, I've just had a tricky time over there. <laughs> uh, yes, I've got a lot of money for it, but I'm, I'd like to have a clause where you cannot sack me." Is that is that? I think it would be good, right? And I actually think it would be good to be transparent with that. So say like Beal, we should have gone. QPR should have gone. Look, come here, and look, you're going to want to go to the Premier Club. I get it, but you cannot do it in the middle of the season. But we will promise because we back you that we're not going to sack you during the season. And I wonder. I I wonder if fans would go. You could do anything. But Imagine think, what Conte would have done with that sort of clause in his contract but I think fans would go it would take away that story because they go oh well we can't oh well, let's talk happen. about something else then yeah. you might try and because the pressure of someone getting sacked remains until they are sacked <laughs> Yeah. do you know what I mean so there's, we can't sack him it's not going to happen So there's no other release of the valve because even if an owner goes oh we're, ba- we're backing him oh they backed him they backed what him he's he definitely going now if managers if managers were because players never get sacked unless they've done something heinous. They never get sacked, regardless of form, regardless of their their contribution to a, a season. They never get sacked. Managers get fired left, right, and centre. If I, you if I they honour the contract, you have to honour the contract. This is a rule. Players just run their contracts down. Managers could do that. The club could do it as well. You give it would just be loads of one year rolling contracts, though, wouldn't it? Probably, and it'd be a lot less for us to talk about. But I think you'd also lose the you lose the uh, turbo boost. I like to call. Of a new manager, yeah. But as we've also discussed in the past, each time you keep changing it, the turbo boost is, has less power in it. Yeah, that's true. Which we saw with Southampton and Chelsea and Leeds last <laughs> season. Uh, option two on Gallagher. Uh, Chelsea sell Gallagher to Palace because of this. Palace don't make Lukonga's loan from Arsenal permanent. Who likes a Belgian? Vincent Company. <coughs> so Lukonga goes to Burnley either permanently or on loan to play a possession style of football that suits him. And Arsenal then cashing him in the summer. And option three for Gallagher. Spurs sign Gallagher. Linked. Has been linked. Hoiberg then becomes a bench player. Is this true? At Spurs and wants out. Hoiberg goes to Brentford with all the other Danish guys and dominates their system. He plays so well that Spurs buy him back the next year for what, double what they sold him for. That was unnecessary. Yeah, I, uh, he's, I don't, it's not a case of him being on the bench. I think he's, we're actively trying to sell him. Hoiberg? Yeah. Is, it, what, is he a bad egg? No, he's a good egg. He's good egg. he's he's one of the guys. He's like uh, too good an egg. No, he's like Lloris is injured. And he goes, can I um can I be assistant? Can I be assistant vice captain? Right, right assistant to the vice captain. Oh, he's busy. Yeah, very busy. He's a part of the Tottenham leadership group. We've got one of them. 
you never that's never a good thing. There's a Tottenham leadership group and he's involved in that. So, like, he's like Apple to the manager kind of thing. So he's been linked with bigger clubs than did you say Brentford? Yeah. We were talking Bayern Munich. Really? I, yeah, I can see that. He's look, he's not he's not a bad player. He's in fact he's a good player and he and he's his playing style makes him less attractive, but he's effective. Do you understand what I mean? He he looks like a clogger, but he's actually quite good yeah, at football. Yeah, yeah, I get. Um I like, I've always rated him. I, I, well, we used, where was it? Um, what's his name? The other one, the kid. What? English guy. Skip. Yeah, yeah. I said Hoiberg's better. The play ball minutes, isn't he? If uh, yeah, he's had. I know everything you do. Look, you can't bring me on here until I said we talk to each other every week, and we have done for the last four years, James. You can't then go. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm sick of talking about Chelsea. Let's talk about Tottenham. Right. So uh, you've signed Kulusevski. That deal got done. Yeah. Um, Link with Madison as well. Yeah. Newcastle link with Madison. You're linked with Harvey, Harvey Do- Barnes. Doesn't want to. They're go- linked with them. Doesn't Harvey. want to go up there, does he? Do you think that will always be? Because I always think that gives QPR a chance with London. London tax. As, as in, like people want to kind of live in London. Actually, right? there's a Northern tax, isn't there? That's the thing. Yeah. Or, or, we'll yeah. we'll play like if Madison's a bit of like you know like let's go out in town and stuff. I'm not saying Newcastle by all accounts is a wicked night out, but uh, London does have a draw, and which means that they'll. They'd have to pay a lot more, I think, to get. Yeah, although Madison, um, he he stinks of Kieran Dyer, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Kieran Dyer back in like the Bob Robson days, right. genius. Like I don't know, a bit of a playboy up in Newcastle, can't help himself and have a night out. Yeah. I just imagine he loves all that. Yeah, that's yeah. completely unfair. Look, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I talked about what you know at the top of the show about having information and then just regurgitating it for views. Yeah. Right. I had it. I had it on good authority that James Madison had agreed last season to join Spurs, oh. even when con- when when the club was imploding. I, think nice. he's set, he's, I don't think he's, he's a flirting. He. Well, I don't imagine in a meeting he's flirting with a, every club. Oh, I'd love to come play for you. It's a bit of a bit worrying because he's well, actually, well, what are you, why are you joining us if it isn't ambition? Because it's clearly uh, the t- Spurs are not best set up for success here. But in Postecoglou's system, as you well know, Madison will have a field day. It'll be built yeah. around a player like his abilities. And he, uh, you know, we, we were crying out for a creative midfielder. Just back on Hoybier is that he doesn't really fit in this system very well. Basuma, much, much better. Though. Well, I mean, very few of your players do. Let's talk Harry Kane. How losing Harry Kane for free could be the best thing to happen to Spurs. See, okay. what, see what I've done there? Okay, go on. Option one, Harry Kane stays. Yay. Doogie, <laughs> Doogie, Doogie got quite angry about it. He, he, it was the, he's very... Um, He's a very calm man. That's it. It was Doogie last week. It was Remedy of the Week for. Uh, we're talking about Harry Kane. He was going, I don't understand it. You'll lose him for free next year. You won't get any money for him. Yeah, and you lose control about where he goes. Yeah. So so take the money. <laughs> like he was getting. Well, who is this that. Doogie guy? He's one of the most knowledgeable people. Right. Who does he support? Sunderland. Okay. Is that loud? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm listening. Do you appreciate him? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay. Um, like, he has nothing, there's no agenda. There's no beef between so, Tottenham and so Sunderland. Harry Kane stays. This means that Spurs miss out on players like Ramos and Vlahovic this summer. Martinez, maybe. Uh, but what it could mean is that they're able to go for strikers who won't be sold in this window next year. So, for example, you could go and get Evan Ferguson yep. or Ivan Tony, as we were talking about. Yep. So keeping Harry Kane could actually lead to Spurs getting a better replacement in the long run, despite losing him for free. Thoughts? Well, that you're missing out on a third option, which means that we convince him to sign a new contract, which isn't out of the realms of possibility. No one seems to acknowledge the fact that this may be the case. Could it be? Could it be that he's actually a decent human being, 
and and that you said I'm surprised. But is, is it based around being a decent human being? Yeah, of course. Stay where with the the team that you you grew up with and you built that built built you. Yeah. Essentially built you, gave you your opportunities. But you've been sorry, you've been the scaffolding of that club. He's holding it up. <laughs> He's not holding it up. He's not you know, totally he's, sure if that's what scaffolding does. Yeah, it does. It does well, it? You okay. fix the services. Yeah, it's around it. At yeah, least. it's painting yeah. it. Yeah. Um, look, he's, look, he could sign a new contract at Tottenham. But if it starts well at, with Postacoglu and it's exciting and he's he's involved in that, that um, you know, the, the, the appointment and who, who comes in and the fact that being a one-club man used to mean something. And he, he is a, he's a bastion of traditional football values. I'm surprised at you, James. Yours just going, well, no, no, just go to, go to the best club so you can win stuff. That that shouldn't be the lifeblood of the game. It should be it's about... Really, it's that's a, the whole point of the game, isn't no, it? No, yeah, but you, as a QPR fan, you shouldn't be willing this to happen. I So here's a question for you. Are you a bad Tottenham fan if you want Kane to go? And no, you you're not. The money? Yeah, no, no, you're a, you're a pragmatic and sensible Tottenham fan right. who would look at it and go, well, we can't risk losing. The risk-reward here is if we hold on to him with the hope that signing his contract... The fallout to that is you lose him for nothing and he could go to Chelsea, Man United, wherever he wanted to go. Right now we could go, Real Madrid, do you want to, you know, yeah. fancy a bit. And uh, he goes, go on then. Go on then. Uh, no, then, the, um, then the, you know, he's, he's the, you're, you're in control there. But I, I, I mean, you, you probably should sell him for 100 million if someone bids in. I think that's, I, I think we've still got it in the, in, a, in in our locker to be make him sign a new contract. I I agree with that. I think he's scared to move. Maybe. Like, I mean, it's not. That's not, I one. Sorry, that I wonder fair, if he's scared. That's a move. fair statement because he's been there for a long and it means a huge deal. And fundamentally, if you're happy where you live, do you really want to up up sticks and move all your family to Manchester? It just feels so counter to, you know what a professional should be attempting to do in a career. Like, I think he's been absolutely fantastic in terms of his loyalty. Well, he so tried he's to, not... tried to go engineer and move out the club literally two, two years ago. Yeah, but he'd been there long enough and it was like, it's a mess. <laughs> so, like, it's like a Eze goes to Palace. You don't go, scumbag. <laughs> you go, well, this is better for you. Off no. You go, sweet prince. Not as a fan, you don't. As a, logically, you won't go and court. Was you patting him on his ass on the way? As out? long as I got good money, we got good money for him. So it's like, okay, this is how smart clubs work. They they take a, an asset, they build it up, they sell it for good money. They're able to buy a better asset at the start of that process. And, and Tottenham, no one should be above having to sell players once they get to this point. That's no. the thing as well. well. I think you should get to, like, with FFP and everything we've been speaking about today, you should be going, well, we need to sell him because we need to bring money in for FFP so that we can spend again. Because you can't just keep getting away with spending. Well, James, I'll let, let, just give you a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of education on Tottenham's current finances. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, of all Premier League... No, actually, of all sporting franchises in the world, Spurs... Are the fourth most profitable, right? I saw your epit. What's it called? Epita is what? is quite strong. What? Someone will know what that means. Your uh, your um your, your, your we are we we in terms of profit generate more money than every other football club on this planet. We have money, whether or not we'll spend it is a different thing altogether. But we how 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 successful how much we spend in the transfer win, in in the in the transfer window isn't really dictated by whether or not we bring in 
we have to sell Harry Kane. Daniel Levy must must have a handle on this because he absolutely is fundamentally when it comes to how he runs a football club is is we balance the books, we do this correctly, we maximize our profit on these players and we spend sensibly, right? Whether you like him or not is is another que- another question, but that's the way he operates. I think he if he thinks he's losing Harry Kane on a free next season, as he said, it would never happen again when when we sold him to Sol Campbell. You know, the the fact that we sold Sol Campbell to Arsenal or lost him on a free to Arsenal was the ripple effect in that he knows how to deal with this situation. If he thinks there is even a possibility of us losing him for free at the end of the next season, then he would act. The fact that he isn't acting leads me to think maybe there will be a little contract signing. Yeah, maybe. And if he goes, he goes. Who cares? Like we, it, I just think it might that ache of does he want to be with us or not is like I think you I think you'd be happy. I think you might be happy. I I I I think I think we there are many many clubs who are better than Tottenham that don't have Harry Kane in their team. So it's not the end of the world. Okay. See, yeah, and Postecoglou is gonna he, he's gonna he's gonna make everyone so happy, and that's the key. Mate. I'm so happy. Right, mate. Look he's, at him. He's a big. He's yeah. got a mouth off him. I want to be enveloped by his warmth. Yeah. I <laughs> know, <laughs> totally. Uh, I did. I was watching Nicky on. I watched your podcast with Nicky on the uh, ripple effect, and I was thinking, I miss being in that man's arms. It's <laughs> amazing. You just, you just disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, you're you're right. absolutely disappear in his arms. It's beautiful. Yeah, he's a great guy. I was so pleased I got the win. So good. Was you? Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, I guess yeah, because yeah, Tim Pot Club anyway, Tim Pot Club anyway. Yeah, aren't they now? More, uh, more European trophies than Arsenal. Is that right? Or the same amount? Same amount, I think. No, no, more. Look, I, I would say I, I would to any West Ham fans' face, I wouldn't give them any credit. Right. But I was watching it going, God, like a bit of that. Yuck, mate. Look, look how happy they all are. Exactly. And how dare I, as a Spurs fan, look at that and go, we're above it when we haven't won a trophy in, or any, any trophy of merit. But that's, that is a huge problem with football, is that everyone's turning their nose up at everyone else. It is, it is a shit little cup. Like, being in its nightmare. But getting to the semi-finals, I'd imagine, was fantastic. Okay. I reckon Villa fans are going to have a lot of fun with it next year. Uh, if Harry Kane stays, sorry, leaves, which is option two, Spurs then have to replace the only world-class player they have. <laughs> Again, feels like a dig, doesn't Kai, it? what is wrong with you? <laughs> Trying to get a striker in. supports Wrexham and Everton. Yeah, mate, yeah. Make, make your mind up. Yeah. Trying to get a striker in prevents other transfers from getting fulfilled. Angeball isn't able to be executed properly. The caveat to this is that Spurs are seemingly looking to do their business early. But does that mean that they are gearing up to spend the rest of their summer looking for a striker? I think sometimes... You know, like, if, like if, if, I'm pretty sure that girl fancies me. I'm sure. I feel like there's something there, yeah, but then it's going it. on a bit, and it's going on a bit. Oh, well, yeah, but she hasn't sort of. I don't really know what to do here. Mm. The truth is, you're better off just knowing if they fancy you or not. And Ripping even if they go, off. yeah, if, even if they go, mm, get away from me, freak. At least you can get on with the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think Tottenham fans need to be told if they're a freak or not. I don't mind it. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Last one here. James Madison to Tottenham could lead to Bire Eze, Smith Rowe, Loftus Cheek, Joe Willock, Jacob Dramsey, and Gibbs White all leaving their clubs. So, option one: James Madison joins Spurs. I would like that. Do you know what I think I would like as well with Postecoglou being there as well? I think James Madison would like to be like he likes being the main guy. 
He would be the main guy. And I think he would be the main guy. And I think, he'd, yeah, he wouldn't um, in, in cower the, in that. I think he'd enjoy it. Yeah, in, in his system, he would be the, one of the most important players. Do you think it's better for his England career to be at Spurs because feeding Kane, especially if Kane, if course, Kane yeah. were to stay? Yeah, of course. If he has a good season, he starts for England. So this takes him... This makes him unignorable for England, who begin to give him more importance in the first team. This means the fringe players don't get a chance. It also shows that a move to a bigger club creates more of a pathway into the team. And then for this reason, all of the players above, so that was Eze, Smith-Rowe, Loftus-Cheek, Willock, Jacob Ramsey and Gibbs-White, leave their respective clubs in the next few transfer windows. Yeah, The quality pool in England is insane, isn't it? I think Southgate's better than that. I think he'll go, if you're good enough, you're good enough. Although Eze, Eze at Tottenham or Man United would be great. What I was going to ask that is that it, because he, Eze is linked to Spurs as well. But if we had a choice between Madison or Eze, who do we go for? He just glides, doesn't he? Oh, he's so elegant. He just glides. He's so graceful. He does this sort of, he just drops a shot. I'll just for a shoulder, shall I? I'll yeah. see you later. Yeah, yeah. no. And he's, uh, there's, a goal, there's goals in there. That there's room to improve when it comes to that side of it. Great technique. Yeah, man. I, I love know, him. I think it's his final goal for uh, QPR. It might have been. It's an absolute world he's scored. He's, he's broken scored a few box. good ones for us. He actually probably should have scored more. His finishing, I would imagine, is much better now. I think... I think Eze is a little bit more... Oh, This is dangerous to say, and I feel like I'm being really harsh on Madison, but I, I get the impression that Eze is a bit more honest and, and earnest. You're getting and a good man. You're getting a good, a good man. Player. I'm not saying Madison's a bad man, but I think he's a little bit chocolate. Yeah, I'll you know he, I mean? yeah, he fancies himself. A bit. Yeah, and that's all right, and that can be useful in like a ten in that role. Mm. But Eze, I think, is just a great time. Yeah, and I think he'd do well for you. Um, if Spurs don't sign Madison, and none of the above happens, instead Newcastle get him and continue to become the darlings of the league. And because of this, the English players see Newcastle as a route into the Champions League and the England squad. This allows Newcastle to feast on young English talent, and eventually leads to Eddie Howe taking the England job. Eddie Howe then goes on to win the World Cup with a full <laughs> Newcastle England squad, and the England kit is changed from black to white stripes in its honour. I mean, well, we 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 have produced some incredible footballers, and if Southgate is coming to the point where Southgate has to deliver, got to do it now, got to do it. Got to do it. Is, I mean, he, is he the right man? Listen, it's not just that; is that whoever comes in afterwards has got a, like. Did you see how we demolished France? Was it France the other day, four 0 under twenty ones? Yeah, yeah. It's just it was ridiculous, mate. We are well good. Do you know what I'm going to do? Can I just ask, is there anything about centre-backs at Spurs in that transfer list there? Because uh, that's what we bloody need. You do need one. Yeah. Uh, uh, head over to the James Lawrence Allcott channel. Such options include Schlotterbeck. Yes. Schlotterbeck. Schlotterbeck. At uh, Dortmund. And Pau Torres. They've be been linked, long well. time linked. What, uh, we were going to go down. We're going to talk about Abramovich mm. buying Chelsea instead of Tottenham. Do you know what? We've waffled so we'll do much. It. We'll, we'll do it with Rory. We should do it with Rory. Yeah, for we'll sure. We'll do it with Rory. For sure. Um, but I think the important question for you all to go away with and think about is, would Beyonce have played at Tottenham's new stadium had Abramovich bought Tottenham? We'll leave, well, I'll leave that. I'll leave that with you. It's a, it's a belter. That's a podcast on its own. So I think we need to do that with Rory. It's only right. Flav. Thank you very much. Well, mate. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, right. Is there anyone else been twice? Loz. Oh, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, Remedy. Oh. But you, mate, you met, you've checked in, so I appreciate you. Well, um, what what don't could feel people, appreciated? Uh, this is a big moment for you, really. What could people do to appreciate you? Do you know what I'm having fun with in a moment? YouTube.
Yeah, go and subscribe. I forgot about that. Go, go and subscribe to the Fighting Cock. You... What were you going to say? <laughs> I love Instagram. I love. Oh really? I, yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed you on Instagram. I've, I've only got because I only started using it recently. Really? I've only got twelve hundred uh, followers. Okay, so, so yeah, can't monetize twelve hundred followers, can I? Right. So can you just go and follow the old? That's uh, the game. Instagram. That's the game. Yeah. So go check out Flav's uh, YouTube channel, it's which my... is the Fighting Cock, which is the one-stop shop for all things Tottenham, and then go follow him on Instagram. Where yeah, he... it's mainly dog and, yeah. and chicken content yeah and um, i noticed that yeah. you just like you take a picture of a cockerel and call it a dickhead so it's, cockerels are dickheads are they yeah right there you go more insight like that cocks everywhere when it comes to flower <laughs> finn can you kick that up <laughs> right uh, guys i uh, hope you enjoyed this one um we will be back next week the aim is to do a whole podcast talking about aston villa with dan bardell and now oh, by me saying what that i put the pressure on him so, fingers crossed, we will get him in the studio to talk about Aston Villa. Um, if you are new to the podcast and you're still listening, do me a favour, follow the podcast wherever you are listening to it, and in particular on Spotify. We keep bouncing up and down the charts, and it's bloody lovely. And it happens because you click on the buttons. So, just do me a favour and click on the buttons. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Go check out all the other podcasts. I'll see you next time.